Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My 7 Wonders Live. In the My 7 Wonders podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And the guest who joined me for this recording is an extremely popular comedian on stage and on television. He's been appearing at the Edinburgh Festival for 20 years. His latest stand-up tour is called It's Best You Hear It From Me. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh Fringe audience exploring the seven wonders of Hal Cruttenden. I do hate that thing of being the surprise yeah, guest because yeah. you do know you walk up with people, I don't know who he yeah. is. And, um, <laughs> well, so well, it's that bloke from Homes Under the Hammer. That's yeah. usually what people... <laughs> shut up. Um, but... <laughs> We'll know who you are by the end of, the, yes. of this uh, discussion. So, yes. so we, actually, just to be fair to you and to just clear mm. things up, so tell us where your show is on and where people can go. And say, they it's, won't have many more performances. No, to go it's to, only got it? two more, and yes. I don't know. How, I think it's quite well sold for these last two. It's, it's well, don't pleasant. put them off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Try, please. Yeah. Sunday particularly will be crap. Yeah. Um, and then on tour. Yes. If anybody's from other parts of the country. Well, people on tour listening from September. on this podcast. Oh, yes, be, people yes. listening on the podcast. Yes. Yes. What's so, it called? What's the show called? It's called It's Best You Hear It From Me. Yes. Which I'm not that proud of as a title. It's not my favourite title, but no. it is my favourite show. Oh, right. Because I wanted to call it Hal Cruttenden Can Dish It Out But Can't Take It. And yeah. that apparently is too long a title. It's best, I, it, it is brilliant, though. It's, it's, about, it's about my divorce, so it's about making sad things yeah. happy. Yes. Hopefully. Um, well, it's quite brave of you to, because you're recently divorced. Well, it's yeah, not, it's not I, like we're, you're we're still divorcing. We're divorcing. still divorcing. Oh, we're, we're still, no, we're even sort of still in the house. Yes. Um, so it's, 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 yeah, I know. We've been in the house. I know, we're very yeah. grown up, aren't we? And we're quite skinned as well, and we yeah. just want to sell the house and then, yeah, so yes. we get, before we get out. But, um, you yeah, know, it's been, it's been uh, absolutely fine. It's, it's, well, with some tensions. I'm, I'm, I have to look after my wife and make sure I'm not too horrible. But it does... It, you just I'm, make the butt of your jokes yeah. in, in your And show. also, everybody's on my side because she's leaving me, which is always yeah. like a massive, brilliant thumbs up if you, for the show. Do you know what I mean? Because you yes. go, oh, poor bloke, and not really think about it. It's, yeah. Obviously, it's 50-50. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to be a sort of counselling service or even yeah. offer advice, but... Uh, uh, I, uh, the person who occupied this seat uh, several, it seems like several years ago now, a yeah. few days ago, was John Bishop. And oh. he's got a story of he was in the process of getting divorced yeah. and then his wife happened to see him performing and she they sort of re-fell in love with each other. And, they're, uh. and, they're, and this is years ago. They're back together. So maybe we just need to make sure, maybe here or on tour, your the wife... The thing is, it's been really good for my career, for new material. Yeah. <laughs> it has! <laughs> 
has. That yeah. might have been one of the reasons we're yeah. breaking up, is I am a bit work obsessed. I was yes. thinking about, there was one time, but I, I always have this, I said this during the show, there was, I have a memory of one time my wife sitting and saying, you know, I never see you, you're always working. And it was always, you know, I could never forget that moment because she was in the fourth row, Leicester Square Theatre. I was on stage. Um, it's the meant most, per- yeah. most personalised heckle has ever exactly. been. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but I, no, I don't, my wife was never, she was never that big a fan, which I like. The fact yeah. that she wasn't. So, you know, I'd be doing a show here. She often, everybody would have seen my show. My, my wife would have seen see it halfway through the tour, go, okay, yeah. I'll come and see it. Yes. So I probably should have got a hint from that, shouldn't yeah. I, that things were... I'd, yeah, sorry. I'd, like to, I'd like to be pretend to be shocked about that, but I have a fairly similar experience. Oh, really? I, yes. Uh, well, yeah. grey divorces are the thing, and it will yeah. be good for material if your marriage oh, right. breaks okay. up too. No, I don't want to go that far, but that's... I, uh, that, that's another thing I do in yeah. my show. If you, need, if you are about to break up, I try and break people up. So if you think... <laughs> And there will be people here silently going, I am trying to find the right moment. Yes. Come and see the show. Yeah. No, that will be good after you. I've seen your show. I, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. But that would be, yes, after the show. To say, yeah. well, yeah, so they got divorced after, what is it, 20 years marriage? Or yeah, something? 22 yeah, years, yeah. long time. We've been married uh, 20 years. What about it? Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. the, it's the growth area yeah. of divorce. It's, All it's, right. I, I think because I'm, I'm alone now, I want everybody to be alone. So that's okay. my mission. Do you know what my, my, my youngest daughter was saying to me? Who's, she's 20. And she said, don't, you know, I'm 52. And she said, don't now start dating young women. And I went, well, how young am I allowed? I said, she said, don't date people in their 20s. I went, God, I wouldn't do that. I said, what age am I allowed? And yeah. she went, 35. And I went, that's a massive result. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of big age gaps, but 35. 35. So, so if there are any 35-year-old women in the audience... I'm I'll... so desperate. It's so wrong of me, isn't it? <laughs> To be literally go to the audience. Yes, please, no, don't. Honestly, yeah. it's too soon. It's too raw. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I just need to be held. No, I've got to stop. <laughs> be doing this. It's too desperate. I think that I'm reek yeah. of the desperation. Now, the, the only one thing I would ask you about your act, because at the mm. beginning of your act, apart from you, you mentioned the divorce and stuff, mm. you do say, "Look, I'm not as nice as people think I am. I'm an I'm edgier. Not. I'm a harder comedian. I want to be." But now most performers are desperately liked. However, not Jerry Sadovitz necessarily, no. but, but everybody else, however harsh they're being, there's an element. Of, but you're going in the opposite direction. You're too much liked and you want to be regarded as a bit more vicious. I know, it's pathetic. I, this is bad, isn't it? I'm digging a hole for myself going, because I, I just don't like the fact that I'm seen as cosy, cuddly, round-faced comedian. As yeah. I said, I said in the show, pound shop Michael McIntyre. It's kind of <laughs> it's a cheap one. Yeah. doesn't cost as much to you're see and plays much pound, smaller theatres. Not a but pound shop. I'm, I'm you're not, at least a fiver. Come least, on. No, yeah. I'm not saying... My, I, my yeah. I'm not saying it's rubbish to be like Michael McIntyre. He is brilliant at what he does. And he's, but I think I'm a just, I just, that nice, cuddly, everything's yeah. a bit of a laugh and my life's hysterical and everything's funny that happens yeah. to me. I don't like that image because it's not true. Okay. I'm quite an unpleasant person. Push me, see what happens. No, but yeah, I'm... Well, uh, I'm uh, <laughs> And you had a bit of a contretemps with somebody the other earlier than yes. we, over politics, which you don't do a lot of, but well, you I get d- enough to annoy a member of the audience. As I say, I do a little tiny bit of politics in my show, and I have a line in my show about this, about because uh, I think we're so tribal now, it's so silly to, to do too much politics if an audience hasn't come to see you for that, yeah. because... People just don't like hearing different opinions anymore. We're all terrible at it. We've all got worse. I think Twitter's made us worse. Yeah. And, and so I say I do a little tiny bit. I do a li- if, if you are somebody that voted for Brexit or is responsible for, for what still lives in number 10 at the moment, um, that I might do a little bit. It's three or four minutes of discomfort if it, during my show. It's nothing compared to the rage I feel every day at what you've done to my country. So, um, <laughs> and that's all I do is little bits like that. But I, I do, I've done that. And then yeah. this, and I'd explain that. And then this guy, I started having a huge 
jokes at Boris Johnson's ex- expense, and he just went mad yeah. and ended up the whole crowd shouting at him, going, uh, waving at him to go, and he's giving them the finger from the back and screaming abuse, yeah. and it was all li- being live-streamed on Next Up Comedy, and apparently I trended on something. Yes. I trended yeah. on Twitter for a bit, and I, I was... If he'd hit me... I, I wouldn't be yeah. doing this. I'd, I'd be through the roof. My, I mean, not saying yeah. this is oh, crap, yeah. no, but I, I, I would be... <laughs> I'd have been whisked off and my yeah. tour would have sold out yeah. because I'd be that edgy guy that got punched alive and it would have gone viral. And it was, I was that close to my yeah. career taking off and, and being seriously injured. That's a nice bit of, <laughs> nice bit of viciousness coming out that I wouldn't yes. be doing this. Exactly. No, <laughs> so, I, uh, it was, no that's a good, good point. No, let's get on no, to your I wonders. Think, yeah. Let's get on with your wonders then. It's all got so, horrible, hasn't so it? So now you've got an interesting collection of wonders, if I may say so, because I've done quite a few now and some some are kind of... Some people's wonders are quite predictable some are not some is a mixture yours is very much a mixture the first one i wasn't expecting from you your wonder of what your wonder of the world professional rugby players yes now which, which word are we concentrating on there? the <laughs> professional aspect it's rugby you're obsessed with is it the players you like the look of what, what i is? i i know yeah. I, I am i am pretty rugby obsessed that is sort of my midlife crisis oh right um I'm a massive. I'm, ve- I'm a fan of a very unpopular rugby club because they they broke the salary cap. I'm a Saracens fan, North oh, London, right. and okay. everybody hates. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. another, oh, there's another Saracens. They're fan. They're brilliant. They follow me. Um, yeah. And, uh, so they cheated, did they? Is that what they you're They cheated the salary cap, and yeah. then but they've done a lot of time for it. They went and got sent down into a lower division, and they yeah. and they and a they lot came of, straight back up. Didn't they, they came yeah. straight back up, and they kept a lot of these players yes. because basically they're quite loyal players who you know were staying there obviously on yes. much reduced wages and things like that on the deal I don't really understand I I don't because we were so in the wrong I don't like to look at the details of what happened Um, but but I I mean honestly with with the divorce happening and things I have some weekends where I am both days rugby I've watched the men's team on Saturday and the women's team on Sunday because the women's team are brilliant as well it sounds Um, they well Well, you have to go out the house or something or you just want to avoid your wife what's no it's it's just the fact that I don't have to have guilt about going I'm out all weekend I'm watching rugby on this day and that day oh Um, right you're you're liberated from I'm liberated responsibilities yeah. yeah it yeah. is brilliant. That God, thing you're of actually... making a good case for, for divorce. Here, oh, it right? is br- Everybody yeah, yeah, join yeah. me. It's so wonderfully <laughs> it's so wonderfully selfish yes. that you can just go. I don't have to have that worry of yeah. going, oh, I've been working all week because my wife really doesn't want to see me. Do you know what no. I mean? So I don't Well she's so, made that very plain. Yeah, she's so made that, that very yeah, clear. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so so I've just got quite obsessed with Sarries and I just I'm pathetic. These these players are half my age, and yes. I meet them, and I'm just in awe of them because yeah. they're just rugby is at such a level now. I mean, yeah. I played when I was a kid, and yeah. I could make. I mean, luckily, I had quite severe knee problems. I've had knee operations in my teens and stuff, right. um, and that luckily got me out of the fact that I wasn't very good. What so sort of position? Say, I know enough about rugby to know that I played it at school because we had to. Yeah. But, but um, what was sort of were you a Prop forward or a wing no, three quarter. Or I was I was a quite a big scrum half because even though I'm oh, right. I'm, I'm not sm- tall, but yeah. for a scrum half at the time I was I was I was scrum half. And you must My, be quite do, skillful. It's a skillful. It, position, I, isn't it? Jo, do, any yeah. rugby fans in? This isn't of interest to most people here. Yeah. But John Dawes, who died, I think this year, didn't he? Um, and he was captain of the British Lions, British and Irish Lions in 1971. And he Welsh player. I used to play at London Welsh, not because I was Welsh. Virtually the whole team was Welsh, apart yeah. from me, but I lived in very near the ground in, in West London. And he saw me at 13 and said to my dad, that's the best pass I've ever seen on a kid that age, a oh, best oh. scrum-up pass. But that's all I could do. I was rubbish tackler. I was mainly a good passer because I was getting rid of the bloody ball yeah. to make sure no one hit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so I did have... A, I, I was pretty, And I played with... the, the uh, One of our coaches was Neil Kinnock. Who was, right. head of the, so he was head of the Labour Party at the time. And yeah. his son, Steve, now MP for Aberavon, quite yeah. a lot. He was my fly half. 
Oh, right. I'm just I'm a terrible name dropper. Have I told you that? Um, <laughs> She's absolutely yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, no one's that. No, okay. no, that's, that's good. That's, to... It's getting name dropping into uh, into yeah. rugby is good. So you did drop a name of a rugby player. It didn't mean much to me, but I oh. but I heard of, I've heard of Neil Kinnock and indeed yes. his son. So so yes. that's good. Now the, the other thing I'll just say is that professional. The the fact that rugby's gone professional has, to my mind, has made it brought in line with all the other sports that are professional. Is that it's a sort of everyone beefs up. They're, well, exactly. they're twice as big as they used to be. Even tiny wingers, even players mm. who look normal, yeah. are incredibly powerful. Sure. There's, a, there's a player at Sarries who plays for Wales, actually, uh, yeah. Nick Tompkins. And I, I mean, this, is, this is so pathetic. This is so fan, mm. fanboyish or whatever. Yeah. But I went up and went, brilliant game. I was, he was round, uh, and he was, uh, I was in an area where the players were, because I do things for the club as well. And I just touched his, his arm like yeah. that and went, you know, I didn't say it. I didn't go, oh, you've got a very strong <laughs> arm, Nick. But, um, yeah. but even he looks like a normal bloke. And yeah. they're all so built now. I Nobody. Know. And in the amateur days, there was still skinny little wingers who could get crushed. There was a range of now, sizes. Everybody is yeah. that nightmare of fast, powerful. And I just, I'm so pleased I got out of it. And they thump <laughs> into it. The, the tactic is to thump into each other. Yeah. More, more than to try and avoid each other, which is... Well, uh, yeah. I, I, well, it's, it's different. It's, it has got such immense skill, while yeah. also such immense... But it's that thing of... You look at someone like Owen Farrell, who... It's the little pass and then you get hammered. Or, yeah. or, or the, you know, Finn Russell, who's a great Scottish player. And um, it's... Yeah, and they do it, don't they? But, but they're, they're just the crowd so, on side now. They're just so good. brave. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's good to talk rugby because Scotland keep beating England every time we play them. And it, it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, but you have absolute, like football, no consistency at all, then you go and lose in Argentina. But, um, yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? But well done because you, you beat us. Um, sorry, I've got to stop bringing nasties. I hate being English as well, don't you? Just, <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I always beef up my Scottishness when yeah. I'm in this country. Uh, yeah. But it's just slightly spurious, but it gets me through. Um, better than sitting talking like you about England. I know. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah. but it, it is that thing of the, there is so it is that I mean rugby is such a perfect combination of brutality okay. and immense skill right. and beauty. So I you know and well, I see, uh, maybe they're the sons I never had those players as they run out I just go oh, just well, love them. Now is the time to have more sons with a new yes, 35 year old 35 year old woman you're going to be with. I hope she's got oh, money. Oh, um, <laughs> I was just trying to push back on the professional because I just I think even athletics now is these people now they do you know like a javelin throw or something they're mm. professional they spend all day every day training yeah. to do you know and it's a hard you know throw but it seems an odd thing to be making your living from but then so does standing Everything. up doing telling jokes doesn't it I yeah but, totally. yeah. but do you, would you prefer the days of the amateur are you sort of old school kind it's, of it's, well I was thinking about this or I occasionally do you remember the, you're too young to remember the Chariots of Fire. Yes, because then the John Gielgud conversation with him going the way of the other. I was yeah. thinking of it exactly. Yes, yeah. well, in in the the sort of message of the film is that come on, let's step forward, and you should be allowed to have a trainer and the c- compete properly. But yeah. I think the message is slightly wrong. Is that it was slightly better when there was a little bit amateur, even you know f- soccer, football. Uh, if, 20, 30 years ago, they used to go out for a drink after the game and not sometimes before the game, and they had steak and chips, you know, on before, and uh, it's all been revolutionised, so everybody's super fit. And the standard's obviously better, yeah. but it means they are, you know, but they're paid millions of pounds. It's, it's separating um, sport from real life and having any connection with it. But, maybe. but it makes the absolute best it can be, though. Yeah. It's so much better. Yes. It was... You, I remember rugby... My first rugby international, I was five. Yeah. And I, it was England-Scotland, actually, at Twickenham. And yeah. that was the age of really boring games, loads of mistakes. Yes. You did have... You know, players would drop a ball when there was yeah. no no pressure on them or anything yeah. the whole time. And it, the level is so much oh, better. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a real... I'm purist. Yeah. I think it should be the best it should be. And, and can you see money. what's going on in a rugby game? Can you work out... Or do you have to wait like everybody else 
the referee to tell you that well, oh, you, it's a penalty. Oh, is it? Yeah. Something's happened in the middle of the pitch. You just and, sit yeah. there. Well, yeah. it, everybody's so one-eyed, aren't they? Yeah. Everybody's so one-eyed and so like, oh, ref, you're a disgrace. Yeah. And I I'm always find that hysterical. Mm. I always find the one-eyed thing. I must admit, Murrayfield. Who goes to Murrayfield to see internationals? You are yeah, yeah. you are one you are one of the most unpleasant crowds to be the away. <laughs> <laughs> I did there was oh I did a terrible thing I was at Murrayfield last time I'm not I'm not a big uh, lover of our national anthem, mm. but they said and now the English national anthem they sung God Save the Queen and I and they all booed behind us and I went sod it let's sing it to them yeah. and I turned round and sung oh, it. Wow. To the cr- I know. Yeah. I just. I w- I'd had three pints before the game, yeah. and it was a, unbelievable. Yeah. So I nearly got beaten up then. I, if, again, yeah. could have gone viral. Could have made my career. Yes. Okay. But, um, <laughs> well, I, I think we get somebody to come out of the crowd here today. And yeah, be, I've, could be. I've started uh, riling people up. Okay. I? Look, well, I'm not making much progress through these Sorry. wonders. So we're going to. So, so number two. Um, less controversial. Less. You know, less problematic. Dogs. So wonders of the world. Yeah. Dogs. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's all yeah. doggies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so mean, is this uh, dogs in general, or are you thinking about your dogs in particular? I, t- I, I am sort of thinking of my dogs in particular because I miss them so much. Right. And my little one, I have two dogs. I have, I have a, a German shorthead pointer crossed with a Vishla called Lexi, who's quite big and troublesome but lovely. And, mm. and, and I have a little cockapoo called Bear. And um, mm. Bear is, ever since I, I got very ill with COVID when it first started, and Bear. Ever since then, has been devoted to me. Yes, he's sort of his, and, a, and my daughter keeps sending me pictures of him just looking really sad, and they say he's not right. Yeah, he's, and it's kind of gonna. I can't wait for that pining. arriving. Yeah, pining. the arriving home, and he pees on me. But yeah. he, that's his. He only pees on me. He yeah. gets so excited when I. If I have been away, you're taking for that as a week, sign of affection. It really right? is. Yeah. It yes. isn't a comment. Yeah. He literally runs up and goes and puts his, and jumps up at me and then goes <laughs> and he just <laughs> and he only does. So I've got to kind of prepare myself with waterproofs when I get home. It is the special bear welcome. But I miss them so much because they just also he's. A, I mean, cockapoos particularly are very emotional dogs. Are they? Yeah. I think so. I really. There are times when I'm I'm just feel I just notice I'm feeling sad, mm. and then you notice something bes- beside you, yes. and he just he just comes up and sits beside you. I have, and the, my, my other one, Lexi, just leans on me. She does yeah. just lean. But I I know it's really sad to love dogs too much because no, I, I think there's they, something. Yeah. No, no, I know there is. I, there is part of me that thinks maybe I prefer dogs to people, and that's yeah, it's quite nasty. Quite right wing people seem to be like that, don't they? <laughs> don't really like people, but quite like dogs. It's a bit yeah. sort of. I wouldn't. I wouldn't introduce politics into this particular no, thing. I think, I think people of all sorts. But I mean, there is a, a so there is some argument that that middle-aged men like dogs because they can shout at dogs oh. either to bring them back or to because they've done something wrong, and the oh. dogs don't mind. You know? yeah, Whereas if you do it to your powerful. wife or your children, uh, they 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 leave. They, they these leave. Days, they God, you, you just can't do it yeah. anymore. <laughs> We've lost the right to do that. <laughs> yeah, but they asked, and I think it was a thing about this week. But they some experiment to show that that dogs cry real tears when they're being empathetic towards you, or they, when, or when you come back, or all that. No, sort of I've thing. never seen that. That's really annoying. He hasn't done that. Well, it, well it's I want to well, make better than peeing on you, isn't it? Do that. So, no, yeah, but yeah. The, it's just yeah. me that gets peed on. It's so yeah. special. Yes. Nobody else yeah. is excitable enough for him to pee, just lose control yeah. and pee himself. Well, you're you're pushing it open to I'm I'm a big fan of dogs, and yeah. uh, and they've been with us for fifteen thousand years. First, you know, animals, but not everybody likes dogs. There other people are going, oh god, they're horrible things that squirt poo all over the pavements and bark and are very irritating. On or they're frightened of dogs. So yeah, some people are so, but they're so ready to attack you. I, I was walking, I was with Lexi walking around late at night, and she stopped and had a pee, mm. and um, and a guy. It was right by this guy's front, the entrance to his 
house and he went uh, b- b- by his gate and he went and I went and she was just having a pee yes. and she, but she's squatting like and so yeah. so then I go off and he goes you're just gonna leave that he's gonna yeah. leave that yeah. and I went she's having a pee and I went, yeah. oh sorry sorry I, 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 and yeah. I was so out of control I didn't know how to say it. I went she's a woman dog <laughs> and I I didn't sort of but do you know yeah. what I mean I, yeah. I, even I lost I was so angry that sort of looking yeah. they're always looking for dog owners that don't pick up dog poo and things yes. like that and loads yeah. of us do yeah. And we're really good about it. I know. I just find people, are, yeah, they're just angry because they know that we're experiencing yeah. a love they could never know. <laughs> I, I had a dog. That sounds creepy now, doesn't it? I, I had a dog for a while who was, uh, he was okay from that point of view, but he was very much a one man dog and I was the one man. Uh, but he was, he was a West Highland white, if you know the breed. Oh, yeah. They look cute, but they're quite feisty. Yes. So um, I'm afraid he did occasionally defend himself against attack from like, like a small child coming towards oh. him. And uh, there, there did come a time when he, I'm afraid he, was, he had to go. He was a bag of bones, nothing oh, right. left of him, took him to the vet. And he said, well, we'll just give him a little, you know, injection to sedate him. I said, well, just be careful with that. And so he gave him a little injection to sedate him, and it just perked him up enough. So he bit the vet as, oh, he, was being, so, as he was being put down. And he couldn't help. That's lovely. Inwardly cheering. Yeah. <laughs> to go down fighting. Yes, my, yeah. my mum used to have a Westie called Ken yes. years ago. Yeah. And he used to do a thing of being very sharp, going past a big dog and being pathetic. As soon as there was a distance away, then he'd attack them. Oh. Then he'd make a big, yeah, come on. Yeah. It's like a football fan, you know, because has that distance going, bring it, but they no. don't want to get too close. No, my, uh, my Westie was, uh, he, uh, maybe I'm fair to say, but it's like a drunk in a Glasgow pub. If there was any yeah. trouble, he went towards it. <laughs> and he dealt with it. He never was overwhelmed by any other animal, uh, whatever size, quite extraordinary, or small child, unfortunately. Uh, but there it is. That's, this is my dog rather than yours. Let's yes. go to your next wonder, uh, which is the United States of America. Yes. Interesting one. Well, it's my need to deliberately say things that are unpopular. All right. I know if I was Scottish, I would love the English. I know I would, because I want to take the unpopular side okay. always. And I find right. everybody's horrible about the USA, and yes. I just, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. It's somehow better than us. in every, Everything is more extreme. They have the best universities and they also have the most stupid people in the world. Yes. They have, yes. don't they? They have, yeah. we have, we had Boris Johnson, they Trump, yeah. tr- Trump, Trump, but literally with Trump. Literally with yeah. Trump. They have uh, unbelievable stupidity. We have Nadine Doris, they have Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm. a, a complete fascist. Yeah. Uh, you know, they seem to, it's just that excessive nature of America I just love. And I don't know if it's just my generation. We yeah. grew up with parents that loved America from the 60s and stuff, but I only... It's the only place I'm excited to go. Right. Obviously, apart from Edinburgh, I love yeah. coming here. But, but have um, you have you have I, you performed in America? Have no. You? no, and that's the one place but I why can't not? get a gig. Why? Well, because comics go over there. It's like being a jazz musician, being a stand-up. Going yeah. to, if you're a jazz musician, you go to America. There's not a lot of works. There's a lot of jazz musicians. Yes. There's a lot of American stand-ups. That's there's true. a lot of comics who tell you they've gone to America, and what they do is they go and they fly to New York and they go and play. Um, Gotham or what they call Catch a Rising Star these these clubs and then they claim back the expenses on the whole trip saying it was a work trip when actually they got an open spot at an American club or the improv or whatever and I just think there's no point in that I'm I'm not particularly I I don't think I don't maybe do that well in America I'm not sure because I think uh, because I'm getting more cutting I think they might take it quite seriously I think an English accent saying horrible things is funnier when people... I don't know, I don't think they... I, I just... I don't know. I've, but I, I, would, I would say your demeanour and your accent and your style could uh, go down very well. And I could get yeah. laid, couldn't I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I'm bringing it yeah. back to that again, yes, going, yeah. hi, just, yeah. Yeah, I'm at, like a yeah. fat Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but... I think no, you I, need a couple of cold showers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, just, I'm on yeah, heat, yeah. don't I? Um, no, but, 
But um, <laughs> no, no, in America, you, you're you're a marketable commodity. I I speak as somebody who knows how to promote people, which I don't. But uh, have you done America? I only uh, in I've done. We did some. We should do whose line is it anyway on the telly, oh, yeah. and we we did some recordings there in New York and in um, and in Los Angeles uh, in preparation for an American version being made, where yeah. I was. I was a sort of a non-person. You meet all the executives. Oh, here you go. Oh, I'm Clement. I present the uh, the British version. Of that all right? And they, because they, oh, they'd yeah. moved on. But but uh, so I, and I've done the Montreal thing, and I've done some stand-up there as part of that. But it's in a very minor way. And I've done uh, award ceremonies in New York and things. Yeah. And they love a bit of uh, Britishness. Well, I've, yeah. I've done really well in Canada. I did Montreal. I've done a yeah. tour across Canada with a group. But I just. The America thing, it is a different... I think you have to start again, yeah. don't you? And it's that thing of also, I've always had a family. I think you have to go there. Yeah, well, you haven't got one anymore, so... Yeah, this, uh, but the, uh, no, my, I've not lost my daughters. <laughs> they're, they're more on my side, actually. Um, well, we have a love-hate relationship with America, don't we? That, there's a famous graffiti, which is, go home, Yankee, and take me with you. Yeah. It's, it's a sort of a... a, a Objecting, riling against their power in the world, but thinking, "Oh, what a great place yeah, to." Because, because deep down, isn't it? Deep down, that we are a bit jealous. I mean, yeah. but I think I know those people think they're not. But I keep having this conversation with people going, "I would quite, I'd like, I'd rather be an American." Right. They are, it's like being a Roman at the time of Rome. It does feel still, even though I know it's a declining power, but yeah. it's still the only military and economic superpower in the world. It still is where things matter. Yes. It still is dominating everything. And I. Yeah. I I, it's not just a, like a power thing. It's cultural. It's that cultural power. We still love yeah. Hollywood. We still love their movies. We still yeah. we pretend we hate them, but we sort of need them. Are there any Americans in? No, they've all gone home. they've all left. Yeah, now. They've all like, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was once in America when I was being interviewed by some quite a well-known actor comedian, and we were talking about stand-up. And he said, "Well, the thing is, I, I, I only see stand-up comedy as an American thing. It's yeah. just it's just so American. It, other people, are, I said, well, that's ridiculous. You, you could have been saying in 1962, you know, rock music is an entirely an American thing. I can never see, you know, British or other people yeah, coming but, out. But and then he'd been swept away. And loads of uh, comedians have gone. Yeah, but from, we would we wouldn't have rock and roll without America, without Elvis. I know it doesn't have to be America. You can also yeah. be. No, can, exa yeah, exactly. Yeah. But do you know the rhythm of a joke? There's yeah. a there was a documentary on this. The rhythm of a joke comes from. They, th they think yeah. uh, Jewish comedians in the Catskills, yes. the whole, they actually think the way stand-ups talk is an American invention yes. now. Yeah. So it's, we all, yeah. I just think we should Or a just, Jewish invention. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think people make of you when they, when they see you performing? Do, do, they, do they get a fair, firm idea of what you're really like or, or do you have a, a... Yes, because I think you're more honest when you're performing, when yeah. you're on stage. I'm much, people in the audience that I will talk to, I will d dissect their relationship in yeah. a way that you wouldn't go up to someone in a bar and go, yeah. let me just tell you about your marriage and why it's not going to work. Yeah. But on stage, you've you got a mic. Yeah. You've got a you've got a thing, haven't you? And you yeah. can make those jokes. You can make jokes. You can make jokes about people's appearances. If it's a man of a certain age who goes, "Yeah, that's fine," because yes. socially it's acceptable. Yeah. You know, um, you don't pick on women in the front row. Well, you yet. just don't, do you? No. Even though in a fair society we should be able yeah. to. Yes. Okay. Don't be warned. Okay. <laughs> right. Fighting back on behalf of the patriarchy. <laughs> now, I've got to go on to your next wonder, yeah. which is any medical professional. Any, and I, I say this slightly to suck up to you, because I know your wife's a doctor, and I, only, I just think... Do you know, I keep knowing people that are having procedures for, um, you know, fear of bowel cancer and things like that, and it just had, a, yeah. I had about three people in a row that had these checks happen. And there's literally people... The, the, and the nicest people they've met were the people that put the camera up their bum yes. to go into their thing. And they say they're apparently the most delightful people. Yeah. And that, 
I just think, and that's all they're doing all day, yeah. is saying, hello, I'm yeah. being all night, I'm putting yes. a camera up They're the nicest fun. cameraman you'll ever meet. Exactly, the, 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 ones the, nicest, the, yeah. the ones in TV are horrible. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. You yeah. wouldn't want any of them. No. Because they're, always... cam- they're quite big TV cameras. That could do some damage, yeah. Yes, but, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know how. That, I mean, they just say that it's what, uh, uh, one of the nicest things. Like, and just that embarrassed. Just, I just think, who would ever go into that career? Yeah. Who would ever be? A, I wanted both my daughters to be doctors. Yes. And then both doing degrees in fine art because um, yeah. they really listened to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but that the thing of. And they said, well, why should we be doctors? I said, because I like it. I like to be at dinner parties, which I don't really get invited yeah. to. But I'd like to be at dinner parties going, my daughter's a doctor and have that thing. She said, yeah, yeah, but you won't do it. I said, no way would I be a doctor. <laughs> I'm just amazed by yeah. anybody wanting to go into that career. Of, yeah. of just, I, I know it's interesting, but it's all the... It's, you know, the places we shy away from, you see a horrible old person's body yeah. and you... I'm sorry, I'm not going to be horrible, but I'm, yeah. and all of our yeah. bodies, and you go... Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I, say, I, and I look at the mirror goes, every morning, so yeah. I'm familiar with the <laughs> sight of a horrible but, old person's body. But it is. It's, it's, it's what like, they're doing standing behind me, yeah. I don't know, but they're... <laughs> but, it's, it's, but it's like the thing of people talking about police and fire brigade and yeah. people, they run towards danger. Doctors run towards the horror yes. that is a, yeah. the body, and yeah. I'm just really impressed by that. I think right. it's just like that they... They go and investigate where we don't want to look and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I just find fascinating. Yeah, yeah well, you're, you're right about it. I've got th- three children grown up and mm. uh, with, since my wife is a doctor, we assumed, and I used to be a lawyer, we assumed they'd have sensible jobs. Yeah. Like, lo- well, ideally a doctor, but none of them have gone anywhere near it because oh, really? they see how hard she works and, and they see me strolling around doing hardly anything all day. It's, yeah. uh, they're, they're not as impressed because <laughs> you, you do a long day as a doctor and then they bung in an extra meeting sort of an hour beforehand yeah. so, so instead of starting at nine you start at eight or seven and it, and it's and it's responsible work anyway so yeah. so this is in you Sanzo, you had a bit of a nasty term with covid so did you have to have um um no, medical I, help I, there i had to i had to speak to a doctor i thought i was going to be in hospital and i spoke to a doctor who <laughs> this might be another reason my wife left me uh, yeah. a year or so afterwards she had to get up every two hours in the night to check on me because this doctor went, could you wife? You just, I mean, oh, he was no. talking to me and going, but I think your wife should be checking on you every two hours. Oh, and I went, right. oh, darling, I have news. So she had to wake up and take the temperature and check throughout oh, the night. God. It was lovely. She was very, she's very kind. But well, thank God she was still around for that yes. period of time. Otherwise, because these Otherwise, 35-year-olds aren't going to be as keen as <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
Now, here's, here's another one that I might divide the room. Your next one is politicians. Yes. Politicians. Now, normally they're the butt of our anger or our jokes or our annoyance. We put all the blame on politicians, but... I just... It's another thing. It's like the... Do- it's like... I mean, I go crazy. I've written, I'm a horrible ranter on Twitter because I just, I just find such fury at the world. And, of course, I'm not... I, I'm just... But yeah. I think it's, it's that self-belief. Yeah. Where does that come from? Yeah. That self-belief. Just, just... How can Liz Truss ever think that she should be Prime Minister? And <laughs> it's astonishing to look at that. And, and some of the people in politics now, and they say the stand of politicians is going downhill, yeah. but you look at them and go, the, the belief that... I mean, again, back to America, Donald Trump believing that you could be... Uh, even Joe Biden believing, surely it's time to hang your slippers <laughs> up and go, you're too yeah. old. And yet these... I, I love... I find their drive so impressive. Yeah. These people believe that they are needed and necessary and they're the person for the job. Because I go... I just I'm, I find their belief amazing, yeah. and I do think, I do think we've, I you know I do think our lack of respect for politicians has slightly created this crisis because we don't you know I know they've had a pay rise and we moan every time they get a pay yeah. rise, but because they don't get a pay rise, yeah. yeah, it puts off some people from poorer backgrounds who are high achievers who go well why should I go and yeah. not earn that much and so the rich kids come in and go we don't need the money and so the places so, so I'm I just think our lack of respect for politicians has given us mm. politicians we don't respect yes. we almost there's almost a self fulfilling prophecy that we go yeah they're rubbish so we let this rubbish take a job that I think is a, is a is a job that does have can have dignity to it should have respect because they work that is off. Yeah. They are they are working so hard. People don't think about the constituency work they do. The fact if you're a minister, you're on call seven days a week. So I just yeah. I, I like yeah. taking the unpopular opinion, going yeah. it's an incredibly hard job, and the hatred that they yeah. get now online. So I'm just I, I it's nicely, I think, isn't it? you're yeah. arguing this nicely, but does that make them a wonder of the world of all the possible it, things in the? It's yeah. a, sorry, yeah. it's like the doctor thing. How could anyone go yeah. into that? It's such an appalling job to do. And I, I you know as as a comedian now, you go, yeah, oh, we know we're poking fun of it. I wouldn't go into it. And God, Zelinsky is a yeah. comedian who's gone into it. Yes. And yeah. he he actually probably is the right sort of character to do it. Because if I was a comedian and became Prime Minister I, I, and I was Prime Minister of Ukraine, I would not be there when Russia invaded. I'd be in America going, go for it, guys, you know. Well... I'd be sending videos home. Really. Well, he's somebody, I don't know how he was regarded before this crisis, mm. but now that when the crisis hit, he just took all the right decisions, the brave yeah. decisions, and he's fought it. So that's, you know, that doesn't happen to many people to be put on the spot like mm. that. But uh, other than him, are, are there specific politicians you'd say he or she is an example of, yes, a shining light? Well, don't know, as soon as I say something, everybody's going to start getting angry. Yeah. Um, and this again comes back to my problems with, with, with being very uh, alone and desperate. I'm slightly in love with Yvette Cooper. Oh, right. Uh, she is married, you know. I know, yeah, but yeah. also I know a comic yeah. called Susan Murray. I was doing a show with Aisha yeah. Hazarika. Susan Murray, who's a yeah. comic in London, is in love with Ed Balls, oh. and we want to break them up. Oh, I see. Um, yes. And I want Yvette Coop to become Prime Minister, and I'll be like her, the husband of the Prime Minister. It's a little dream, yeah. um, and I've shared it twice now on podcasts. Yeah. Um, which Do you think the really, message is going to get to her? I'm hoping. Yeah, Aisha yeah. knows her. Do you know her? I know, yeah, I've, I've done things with Aisha, yeah. No, but do you know Yvette Cooper? Oh, Yvette Cooper, no. I've Does met... anyone know Yvette? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think she is an incredibly competent yeah. politician. She's just yes. very, very good. Um, and I think there are some really... I, you know, people like Andy Burnham. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit Labour-biased, but so I suppose I'd... Uh, who amongst the Tories? They, that Ben Wallace guy everybody liked seemed to come across very well, doesn't he? Well, he had a good sort of month or two because he yeah. was handling the defence and they was oh he could be Prime Minister then yeah. without anyone knowing anything about because anybody who seems like they have some sort of authority yeah. but, but you, you, you is this an old person's thing I mean I'm just I'd like to include you in my 
general age, but we all think the people we're around at the moment aren't any good, and mm. we look back nostalgically to some greater day. Is it the fact that things have got worse, or, or were there people, I don't know, when Gladstone and Disraeli are around, they'd be saying, oh, these are rubbish people, the flash Harry, Disraeli, and Gladstone yeah. wouldn't trust. And no, no one ever thinks they're people. And then when they're out of office, someone like John Major now comes across as oh, a very distinguished John statesman. Major's but lovely. at the time, no yeah, one but, thought that of him. Yeah, but we didn't actually, I didn't think we thought he was morally appalling. And I think, yeah. I think that about Boris Johnson. I think that a little bit about Liz Truss. I don't yeah. think there's a moral backbone there. I hated Mrs Thatcher. I still think Mrs Thatcher was a moral being. Yes. Um, and I still think most politicians, when I was growing up, you just had that fit. Maybe it's because loads of them had fought in a Second World War and stuff like that. There was yeah, like there the was Dennis more, Healy there was, figures. There yeah. was Tony Benn. There was people who'd been through things that were really... Um, had, had given them... There was a sort of respect and... And, and, and a sort of balance that they, they yeah. didn't take things too far. I think there were more friendships across the house and things like that. I think, I don't know, I'm, prob- I'm talking off the top of my head here, I might be talking rubbish, but I just feel yeah. that there, I, I think to have a, 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 a character of Boris Johnson's, you know, a moral vacuum like Boris Johnson, who became Prime Minister, mm. is so disgusting. Yes. That, that, that somebody who you knew exactly what he was, you knew he was a barefaced liar, you knew he stands in Parliament and just tells lies, yeah. and because of the rules of saying he's a right honourable gentleman, you can't call him a liar, and all the... Yeah. I, I, I just think that's really embarrassing. And I, oh, well, oh, yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah, a political a speech now. Because, but but uh, in the course of what you've been saying about politics, you've, you've rattled through several people. So Boris Johnson is extraordinary. Mm. Donald Trump, even more bizarre, yeah. as, you, as you said. Uh, so... American presidents seem to be getting older and older. Yeah. Our politicians on this side of the Atlantic seem to get younger and younger with less and less experience. Yeah. And less, uh, so it's almost impossible to work out why this is, why we end up with these inexperienced people who are... I mean, Tony Blair did well under the pressure when he, again, yeah. again a controversial figure now, but uh, he won several elections and he didn't look like he was going to be as strong as he was. And he's turned, and again, he comes on and does wise speaking after yeah, the event. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he's, he's weird, because I say, yeah, yeah. Moral, people were more moral. Then you look at him and go, hmm. how, because well, with him, I did, for me, it wasn't the, mis- the, I do believe Iraq might have been an honest mistake, desperate to stay with America. It's the response afterwards. He, if he'd resigned in 2003 yeah. and gone, that was a terrible mistake. Yeah. But we did try and justify it by going, I can't regret yes. removing Saddam from power. And then going on to make millions as an ex-Labour Prime Minister, going yeah. on and doing speaking tours and making huge business deals. When well, you don't see Gordon Brown doing that. No. So he has become a bit of a... Yes, Gordon a, Brown was unlucky if he'd have become... Prime Minister a few years before he did, uh, but yeah. even even so, he you know he piloted the country through the financial crisis exactly. and then but, got yeah. blamed for it as they yeah. went, oh, it's Labour's mess, yeah. we're clearing up. It yeah. was a worldwide economic meltdown. But I hope now we oh. do say the Tories were clearing up the Tories' mess and say that COVID was somehow their fault. <laughs> you know, I I think it's just that's just that blatant lie. It's yeah. just you know. Um, George Osborne pushing that lie of Labour's recession. Yeah. They know what they... They're bright mate. enough to he know that's a He was a schoolmate of yours, wasn't he? George yeah, he was, I particularly hate him because he was below me at school yeah. and already has had the high point of his career. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, he's he been chances, like, Shaker, but also about nine other jobs he's had. Yeah, know, he's done really well. Editing the Evening Standard in London. Oh, my school was full one. of high achievers and me. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my quite st- a forceful school, St Paul's, isn't it? Very, it's I, fa- I, yeah, yeah, it's 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 got some people that really. I mean, yeah. I, I was very good mates with uh, James Harding, who was like became 
the youngest ever editor of the Times. I fell out with him over a girl. Yes. Um, I'm bringing my sex life into this too much, but this, uh, when we were like 15 or 16, if I'd yeah. stayed friends with him, I could have been in... I, yes. could have, I, could have, I could have become a journalist and been really immoral. Where do you want but, to go with your career? You're, you're a well-established stand-up comedian and you appear on all those sort of panel shows and you, you stand up on television as well. Yeah. But what about the actor? Your sister's an, an actress, yes. isn't she? Yes. So would you, uh, was she married to Sean Bean? She well? was married. So no Sean, one's ever asked me about Sean this. Sean Bean was your brother-in-law. I told you I was a name dropper. I didn't bring it up. Um, <laughs> I've never spoken about this. Yeah, she was. She was. She was um, Did you have Christmases sort of, together? What was she? She was oh, what, a turkey. Or something. I'm um, going to chop its legs off. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my Sean Bean impression. I can't, that is very yeah, good. Yeah, no. More like a baked bean, but there it is. That's okay. No, we. I mean, they they were only married um, uh, about three years, and um, and my uh, niece Evie is his daughter. Okay. Uh, who is yeah, and and yeah. so yeah, so so yes, I think she was she was his third wife, and now he's I think his fifth wife. Yeah. You can I mean, imagine you, us as yeah. brother. We we got on fine, yeah. but it was like hi, Sean. Yeah. Oh, hell. He is quite a, you know, he's is a he, proper he's doer man. in real life. Yeah. yeah. He. he, he at that Yorkshire. time, in, of our family gatherings, he was the sexiest. Yes. Now I'm back to being the sexiest man <laughs> in the family. Um, but, yeah. uh, apart from one of the dogs. Now, um, so, so, all right, we've, uh, where were we doing? We were doing politicians there, weren't we? Yes. So the sixth wonder is uh, women. And oh, you've, and you've this sent me a creepy note. Now I've yes, said it this. says women, not in a creepy way yeah. because I'm now single. No, it really so, isn't. Yeah. Oh God! It's, you know, I've been too. I've, I've gone for two deep issues. It, it, it's it was the thing my daughter was saying to me. She yeah. said my youngest daughter is, is. She said to me, "I just hate men apart from you and Chris. Chris is her boyfriend. Yes, and I'm her father, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, I am. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Let's um, not go back into the divorce. Yeah, no, issues. that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it is funny actually. I, mean, I said this in the show that she calls me Hal and has done since she was like eight, yeah. and she's the daughter that doesn't look like me. Yeah. A little bit creepy. Um, but um, is she. I probably heard a Paul Simon song and misunderstood it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have to do the work yourself yes, on that I know. one. Yeah, come on. Cool, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but uh, but but she she did say that of going and, and you do look at it. The more, of course, it's obvious, but we just sort of accept it as a hmm. as a thing that that women are just so much better than men in yeah. terms of as just as human beings, as okay. the society we live in. If we, we, we blame certain groups for crime and all these things like that, and it's men committing a crime. And yes. in a really serious note, this is, sorry, probably far yeah. too serious, that little girl that got killed in Liverpool yeah. with her mum, and it's gangsters. Yes. It's men, and yeah. men are hardly... Gangsters are hardly ever women. Men are propagating so much violence and mm. so many terrible things in society. And you do think, if we ever find a way to reproduce without men... Yeah. Women, well, I think, what is the, I, I, so, I think I, they've just covered men, it now. I think, I think camp it. men should be preserved. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but I do think you just look Wait, at it. Would you describe it as a camp man? You're a, a camp I man? think I'm quite a camp man, yes. aren't I? Well, sort of. There's a certain. I didn't realise how camp I was until I left drama. At drama school, I fitted right yes. in. Yes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I, I left drama school and I started doing bigger stand up. People went, oh, and then I found it uh, because people would be shouting at me, oh, yeah. you're very camp. I, remember, yeah. I used to do a gay club called uh, Barcode where it was called, it was a gay comedy night. Yeah. And I used to be introduced as the campest straight man in London. And yeah. I used to walk onto a whole room of gay men and women and going, yeah. I'm not that camp, and I? And I in the whole room go, yeah, yeah. you are. Um, uh, but, but, but that whole, th yeah, that, I don't know. It just constantly amazes how much we talk about uh, certain issues in society. And the massive issue is men and the toxicity of men and yeah. the sort of, I don't know. And, and yeah. I'm just making that, that, that thing of going, we are so, so much the problem. I mean, yeah. actually, when it comes to divorce, I have that thing about most, even I now, usually blame the man. 
Yeah. Even when I don't know the situation, you think, oh, oh that bastard. That's probably a bit unfair. To Isn't go that terrible? Yes, There's loads. Yeah. And I said, I'm yeah. completely blameless, obviously, and a lovely guy. Yeah. Um, You're right, though, about men and crime, because I, that, yeah, to me, my wife was a, a criminal barrister, and I can't go into this too much because we're on strike at the moment. But, mm. but as, a, but as, a, as, a, as a, a tiebreaker in a quiz, you know, I often do quizzes, and you have to have a tiebreaker. And yeah. you, the one way of doing it is just coming up with a figure that, that nobody knows. You've got to, so the good way to do it, and you get it on a daily basis, mm. to get the, pop, the, pop, the prison population. And I say, how many men are in prison at the moment, or today? Yeah. And as a starter, I said, well, I'll give, I'll give you help. I'll tell you how many women are in prison. So you could get the figure both off the Home Office website. Yeah. And uh, so you tell them a figure, whatever it is. And, and I just this will help you if this is ever said. The, the number of men in prison is 20 times the number of women in yeah. prison. And people select do double or three times, four times. They don't know it's 20 times. There are other reasons for why there might not be quite so many women in prison. But that is rough, the, roughly the, the difference yeah. in, in crime committing as well. And it's just, it, it, and it's, I know it's a really obvious point, but things like, it's not just the damage that men do, yeah. it's also the good, that we're, you know, care job, caring jobs are dominated by women. Yes, All yeah. the nicest bits of society, women are, and this, you know, I, I, I'm just really, have you got daughters? I have, I've yeah. got two daughters. Yes, yes yeah. I have two daughters. Yes. And, daughters and you have a son as well. I have a son as well. No, I see, it's disappointing. Because yeah. I, <laughs> we've all had daughters. He's not in prison. No, but, oh, yeah, 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 but yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah not yeah. yet. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But you do, you just go, people yeah. People do that thing, and particularly people go, oh, daughters are tough. Daughters yeah. are no way, there's not the same level of worry. I know people tend to worry more about girls than boys. You should actually be far more worried about boys. Your boy is far more likely to end up in prison, oh, on drugs, alcoholic. Oh, they're all a worry, alcoholic. for goodness yeah, sake. I, yeah. But it's just, it's just the nightmare that is men. And, yeah. and, and it is and it's another thing to be ashamed about. So that's, I, I think women are the wonder because they just, in general, behave so much better than yeah. men. And we should keep hammering away at it whenever we blame any group in society yeah. of going... But look, look at the way women behave. They are so much, you know. And we've got to, we've got to keep going because we're already oh. overrunning. This is, the, this is the worst bit of overrunning I've done. With it. You're, yeah, it's just trying to get you to talk has been so difficult. No, I do uh, the, talk to uh, you. I am terrible. <laughs> I am terrible. Your last terrible. wonder is mobile phones. What Mobile phones. Yeah. Do you know what? This is the lead... I was hoping you weren't going to get to this one because I don't think... I don't know if I've got anything... It's so obvious, this. Yeah. I have that thing of... Um, like, my dad died in 1990 and I tend to see my life yeah. as going, because my dad died when he was younger than me, of going, what would my dad think about this? And it yeah. is just, it's incredible to think that in, we used to phone up, we used to say we're going to meet somewhere, yes. and we would just have to arrive, wouldn't yeah. we? Because there would be no other way of getting hold of someone. Or, yeah. or you know, you, when you are... I've got to stop thinking, ask, asking a girl out. You would phone as a teenager, yeah. and you'd get their mum. Oh, you, you'd yeah, have to chat to the mum yes. and go, hi. Oh, yeah. uh, but, that, but that actually was quite a good thing, because it meant the generations had that little bit of communication. Oh, no, but it was so yeah. awkward. No, and you did have dreadful, nothing to yeah. say. And yeah. You, yeah, and yeah. it was... it was. And somebody said Edinburgh's so different now, because we're all on our phones the whole... Everything, you know, we're yeah. constantly contactable. Yeah. We're constant, and as comics, we're constantly going around going, have I got a review, have I got a review? Yeah. And that's our whole... It's destroying our life. Yes. But it is amazing. It's going to transform... I mean, it's transforming us as human beings. It's the biggest... Yeah. change in our life. That mobile phone, the fact that we can never really escape yes. the contact. And we don't really want... We, we know it's bad for us, yeah. but we can't leave it alone. And no. it's, you know, I... So I, I don't know. I always just think it's the most amazing thing of our lifetime. It's the thing that if my dad came back now, yeah. he would just, which would be weird because he'd be younger than me. Um, but, but yeah, that, uh, yeah that, that, that would be the biggest thing to blow his mind yeah. in our lifetime. And actually it links up with worry as well because uh, I remember one of my daughters who did on those 
you know, gap year round trips, and then she got into a few scrapes and things, mm. and so she would phone home. And I, I, I remember when I did that sort of thing, I was uncontactable by my yes. parents for months on end, and if I managed to get a postcard home to them, they were so impressed. Yeah. Or I think I'd made one phone call home, which I had to book by doing something. Yes. But now, if your daughter, or it could be your son, doesn't phone you uh, when they've said, oh, I'm a bit of trouble, and then a, a, a day goes by, you're terrified. Totally, yeah. totally. And that's, and that, I mean, I remember being in America, and I, I, before I went to uni and, I, and my mum thought I'd been kidnapped by the Moonies in San Francisco. Do you remember that was the big thing? Yes, yeah. Because I didn't phone her for three weeks. Yeah. And it is just, yeah. it was just unbelievable. And, and had you been kidnapped by the Moonies? No, no. No, I, no, I, 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 I just had forgotten to call her. I was just incredibly mm. selfish. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, I'm sorry, Hal, we've, we've uh, had to come to an end there. We've right. gone way beyond time. I'm sorry if I'm keeping you away from other shows. Uh, but Hal uh, Cruttenden, thank you for sharing your seven wonders with me. Now I have to choose the wonder of wonders oh. from your list of seven. The one which struck me as particularly wonderful, as you described it on this podcast. So uh, this is an interesting range of things. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd be... I don't want to go with professional rugby players. I don't really like rugby that much. Uh, dogs I've, I approve of, but that's cropped up before. Um, I, I could suck up to my wife with any medical professional, I suppose. Politicians, I don't think they votes. But I think... Um, I think what, it would be quite a sweet thing to do for two old fart men sitting around saying, and put women as your <laughs> wonder of wonders. So, so there you go. Ladies and Hal Cruttenham. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode of My Seven Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a stack production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.